who you are. You're already loved. You're already chosen. You know what God has spoken. You know what God has said. Going on from the complete personalized Promise Bible on financial increase. Today reading from Matthew 6, beginning at verse 19, Treasures in Heaven. Don't keep hoarding for yourselves earthly treasures that can be stolen by thieves. Material wealth eventually rusts, decays, and loses its value. Instead, stockpile heavenly treasures for yourselves that cannot be stolen and will never rust, decay, or lose their value. For your heart will always pursue what you value as your treasure. Selah, stop and think about that for a moment. What is it that you pursue? Do you pursue gaining influence? Do you pursue beautiful things, comfort? Or do you pursue the heart of God and loving his people? What is your pursuit? The eyes of your spirit allow revelation light to enter into your being. Your, if your heart is unclouded, the light floods in. But if your eyes are focused on money, the light cannot penetrate and darkness takes its place. How profound will the darkness within you be if the light of truth cannot enter? How could you worship two gods at the same time? You will have to hate one and love the other, or to be devoted to one and despise the other. You can't worship the true God while enslaved to the God of money. This is why I tell you to never be worried about your life, for all that you need will be provided, such as food, water, clothing, everything your body needs. Isn't there more to your life than a meal? Isn't your body more than clothing? Look at all the birds. Do you think they worry about their existence? They don't plant or reap or store up food, yet your heavenly Father provides them each with food. Aren't you much more valuable to your Father than they? So which one of you, by worrying, could add anything to your life? And why would you worry about your clothing? Look at all the beautiful flowers of the field. They don't work or toil. And yet not even Solomon in all his splendor was robed in beauty more than one of these. So if God has clothed the meadow with hay, which is here for such a short time and then dried up and burned, won't he provide for you the clothes you need, even though you live? with such little faith. So then, 
forsake your worries. Why would you say, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For that is what the unbelievers chase after. Doesn't your heavenly Father already know the things your bodies require? So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. Tomorrow will take care of itself. I believe that this is where I'm living. This is right what I'm living out of. I am living at that place where if it's God, it will happen. He got me here to North Carolina. It was a total Abraham thing. In a sense, I am as a widow. Without going into all the details of how I came to be in this position in life. But two inheritances were also stolen from me. But God has promised me, on more than one occasion, double for all of my trouble. And the promise actually came before the thief came. The promise was set in motion and set in place before the actual theft occurred in my own life. So I am standing and I am believing I am sleeping on the word, I am feasting on the word, I am eating it, I am drinking it, I am breathing it on a daily, moment-by-moment basis. Does that mean I don't experience feelings and emotions that are contrary to that promise? Far from it. But what do I do? I bring every thought into captivity and obedience to Christ Jesus. I cast down those false imaginations and every high thing that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God regarding this word in my life. I know whose I am. I know to whom I belong. I know my beloved and my beloved knows me. I live in union with Christ. He is my bridegroom. I am his bride. Yes, we live in union as one. He has chosen to take up residency in me. He is happy living in me. He is pleased living in me. And he has infused me with the divine secret the sacred secret of Christ in me, the hope of glory. Yes, we live as one. Father, I thank you for your wisdom. I know the bigger picture and see clearly what is at stake. I decree and declare not one under the sound of my voice is focused on a greedy pursuit of riches. Not one seeks prosperity in order to hoard up for themselves, nor do they trust in riches as a source of security for their lives. 
I decree and declare that our trust is in you and you alone. Our hearts are with you and therefore all of our riches are with you. We do not serve two masters. You alone are our refuge and our source of supply. We are not concerned of fearful reports that say money is not coming. We have not placed our trust in money. Our trust is in you. You shall supply all of our need to the full according to your riches in Christ Jesus. Stepping completely out of the boat, stepping completely out in faith, the same way you got me here, Lord. You had me quit my job. I came with no job. I had no money in the bank. My children paid for my move and gifts that came without me asking by your spirit through human hands. That's how I got here. And then once I landed here, doors of opportunity began to open for work and other forms of support. And now, a year and a half later, I am walking in the call of God on my life. I am upon that mountain of religion, the eighth mountain, your mountain, God. I am called in this season on a specific assignment. I am in many ways called to the onesies. Sometimes it's the twosies. Sometimes it's a family. This is where you have me now. Look upon your life. I know there's greater things that we see that God is calling us to do, places he is calling us to go, promises that have been buried deep in our spirits and hidden from the eye of man for a long time. And others may look upon you and they may not even be able to perceive or see because God keeps some things hidden, the deep and intimate things that he shares just between you and him, the bride and his bridegroom. So it matters not what others see, think, or perceive. What matters is what you share with your bridegroom. How much more will you feed us, Lord? You clothe the lilies of the field in tremendous beauty. How much more lavishly will you clothe us? We have no need to concern ourselves with such things. You prosper everything we set our hands to. We sow and reap an abundant harvest every time. You have never once failed to meet our needs. I can say that this is true. I became a single mother in 2004. 24-7 single mother. No added support. Well, there was the rent. The rent was paid. Praise God. Therefore, we shall not allow ourselves to worry. We drive stress far from our presence and set one goal before us, to seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, your way of being and doing things. We know that all of our needs shall be met and that we will live the way that you have called us to live. We are not worried about tomorrow. For, Lord, you are with us here, even today. 
We do not center our attention on heaping up earthly treasures like a pitiful miser. Our attention is on the treasures of heaven, where, God, you stamp your seal of protection, and neither moth nor rust nor worm can consume and destroy it, and thieves cannot break in and steal it. Our eyes are the lamp of our bodies. Therefore, we are careful what we let them take in. We keep them fixed on the prize that God has set before us. We fully intend to win this race and receive our crowns of victory. We do not serve two masters. We have only one Lord, and he is Christ Jesus. He is our strength and our provider. We trust in him and no other to sustain our existence. Money is but a a tool to achieve a purpose. It is our provision, not our provider. We do not trust in it, nor do we need it. Money can pass from the earth, and still we shall prosper, for our hope is in the right place. We trust in the Lord, and in him only we serve. We refuse to be worried about provision for our lives, for we know that we will have plenty to eat and drink and plenty of clothes to wear. Our Father considers our lives precious in His sight, and He will not force us to go without the things we need. He is ever ready to be our provider. Even now, God is contending for us. Even now. When anxiety over circumstances come against us, we will look to the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap, and they don't even have a bank account. Yet our Father feeds them continually. When we see the wonderful provision of these birds, we can look back to ourselves. We do sow and reap and gather in a great harvest. We are considered far more important in our Father's eyes than the birds. Therefore, we can look to them and know with certainty that our provision is signed, sealed, and will be delivered without fail. We know that worrying is useful only for our destruction. It does not add anything good to our lives. It does not add a single cubit to our stature or give us anything we need. Therefore, we cast worry far from ourselves and live in God's peace and security. When anxiety comes against us concerning the clothes that we have to wear, we look to the flowers of the field. They neither toil nor spin, but are arrayed in such beauty that even Solomon in all of his glory did not compare to them. When we see the wonderful clothing of the flowers, we can look back to ourselves. Our Father blesses all the work of our hands. He considers us to be far more important than flowers. Therefore, if He clothes the flowers, which are here today and gone tomorrow, in such beauty, He will clothe us, His eternal sons, in the finest of apparel. The finest of apparel. In light of all this, we absolutely refuse to worry. We will have plenty to eat, plenty to drink, and plenty to wear. We do not crave these things selfishly or focus our attention on obtaining them while neglecting God's kingdom. We simply rejoice in the present fact of our Father's provision.
Our thoughts in all things are the advancement of the kingdom and God's way of being and doing things. With this mindset and spiritual stronghold, all of our physical and material needs will shower into our lives in a flood of abundance. We refuse to worry about tomorrow. This is ridiculous and does me no good at all to worry. For we serve the great I am who is ever in the present. Therefore, as a good, loyal son of God, I will focus my attention on what I can do in the present to magnify my heavenly Father and bring glory to his name. For at the moment of co-crucifixion and new creation, we entered into Rehoboth, into a wide place, into a vast place, where God takes great delight and pleasure in caring for us, contending for us. God loves, loves to care for you. Your Father loves to care for you. He loves to dote on you. He calls you his own, and he absolutely adores you.